0: Welcome to the One City Church Podcast. Our mission is to help people draw closer to God by practicing the way of Jesus. We hope that your time with us blesses you and that you're able to see the invitations of Jesus to experience the love that he has for you. complex parts of our being, And it's, it's, it's complex because we can go in so many different directions when it comes to the human heart. It's important to know that true devotion to God is about learning to bring all of our parts of, our, of who we are together. To move away from the compartmentalization that exists of our minds, of our bodies, of our hearts and our souls into an, uh, an integration asking more questions about, like, his observations. Then John goes on to share his observation. And he says, there are two stones containing two things, two dates, a date of their birth and the date uh, of their death. But everything between them is the a tiny dash. The whole of your life, he says this to his son, on Earth is going to come down to that tiny little dash presses in and asks his son, what were your dashes? His son thinks about it and has no response. His only response is to ask his dad, what makes a great dash? The question has a profound impact on anyone brave enough to ask that question. What I'd like for you to do right now is just take a moment and ask yourself this question. In your opinion, what makes a great dash? Another way I look at this question is to think about the mark that we are currently leaving behind in contrast to the one that we want to leave behind. What will you and I be known for? that we leave here on this earth is not something that's tangible. It's actually meant to be a movement awakening in a spiritual awareness rather than an accomplishment for achievements. I love what Dallas Willard says. He says, our life is not about achievements in life, but about the person that we become." At the core of the human heart lies who we truly are. The human heart is the place where we operate. It's where the desires that Surrender of our minds, of our body, that moves us to the heart of God, where we find Him, and ultimately, we find ourselves. And this is what the Apostle Paul said: Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is in you. more and more of ourselves. And that is the gift of identity. The pathway to the search and making of our lives. So the more we turn inwards, in other words, die to self and follow Jesus, the more we receive that which we are longing for. But here is where the call to follow Jesus sets us apart from the world. Our dying to self means letting go of the idols that exist in our hearts that take the place of Idols like our jobs, our possessions, our fantasies, memories of the past, past relationships, or maybe even people that are currently in our lives. And the list goes on. It means taking a good look deep within and venturing into the depths of our hearts and seeing that what lies in there is not a whole and healthy heart, but a broken This is why Alice will I think we all, when I truly go deeper, what I like to do is make sure that if I mess up, I make a mistake, whether it's my cool. gets out of the boat, walks in the water. He sees the wind around him and his fear overtakes him. And then he begins to sing. He cries out, Lord, save me. On another occasion, he begins to share with his disciples, Jesus, about the many sufferings that he needs to take He says, Get behind me, Satan. (laughs) You are a stumbling block to me. (laughs) You do not have the mind um, that the concerns of God are merely human concerns. Like Jesus saw straight through that. Finally, we see the heartbreak of Peter as he denies Jesus three times in the courtroom, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And I am not him. And I don't know what you're talking about. And after that third repeat, Her intention, uh, that his intentions were actually not other. Jesus knew that Judas would be the one that would betray him on several occasions, and he would actually bring awareness to this. Didn't I choose you 12? Yet one of you is the devil, oh, John says. And later, Jesus would warn his disciples, telling them, listen, we are going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed, the leading priests, teachers, and a religious life, They will sense his If we look at the lives of Peter and Judas, surprisingly, they both had a lot of similarities. We always like to think of Judas and already cast them out because we know the end of the story. But they both had a reality that painted in their minds what the Messiah looked like and should look and how he would come in to save their people. Jewish thinking led people to believe that the Messiah was going to be a conquering, majestic human that would raise the people up from poverty and meet poverty and them into prosperity. So their devotion to Jesus, while they were following, was very limited because it was based on the reality that they had, on the picture that they had. also had deep issues that were not obvious even to themselves as they were following them. Knowing who these two men were, by our standards, we were you really suspect that, from them. like there was something underneath them, like an undercurrent. the depth of their being, the formation of their hearts carried some paralyzing desires that went unchecked. that moment where Peter came face to face with a heart issue that he had spirit pierces us and convicts us, we say, God, that wasn't for me. You had the wrong man, you had the wrong woman. I'm going to go back to do what I used to be. I'm going to go back to the things I would say. What's interesting, if we're really honest with ourselves, those things that used to be security have lost weight This is important because of the significance of these three questions and these three answers. First, Peter's first response is the healing that comes from his comparison to the other disciples, that stemmed from his deep insecurity. He was always putting himself above the rest when it came to his loyalty and devotion to Jesus. When he was a part of by acknowledging by the teachings of Jesus. They were enticed. They drew near. It's normal for us to do that. The message of Jesus is a beautiful message. So it, it lures us in. But Judas was moved by the life of Jesus, yet he never allowed him or himself to be changed by him. He never engaged really Jesus at the heart of it. His love of money was greater. Than an undercurrent that flows To but finally letting go of the weight that is one-sided relationship because that is all we have. And I, think that's, and I love Psalm 51. And that is a sacrifice that is actually fitting in the eyes of God. The broken heart. And this is where transformation happens. This is where we come face to face with Jesus in our own lives. This is where we experience the love of the Father. This is where healing, restoration, and then new heart is created and our spirits are... transformed into people of love. True love. The one, Jesus, uh, the one that Jesus calls us out to be is not something that can be conjured up. It must be received Church, because of his great accomplishments, but because of, or, the, or because of the great miracles that he performed. Peter is a pillar of the church because of the healing that took place in his heart at the hands of Jesus. What Peter did to advance the gospel was a result of what was. Oh, yes. I was, if Jesus was here today and I had just committed a big sin, I think he would invite me to help me. So allow that space. focus on the exterior, and never be fully changed and transformed from the inside. So make some time to speak, to be alone, and you meditate on some scripture. If you're looking for a scripture, use this from a Search me, God. You know my heart. Test me. You know my anxious. once ones sit still allow the emotion